welcome to episode 13 of Word Maze. I was going to say episode 3, but no, it's day 3 of NaNoWriMo. And I am doing these daily episodes, the daily so far, but at some point they won't be daily, I'm sure, because I want to track what I am learning about writing and I want to share the progress of my novel, of my story. Let's just say, let's call it a story for now. Novel sounds very grand and polished and finished and this story is definitely not polished or finished or even completely planned. It might be grand because it's got superheroines <laughs> as uh, the protagonists and Today I've made quite a lot of progress on setting, idea, bits of plot, which I won't tell you about today uh, in, in this episode, but it, I just wanted to share that that's, that's where I've been today. Um, it, yes, I've, it's Saturday, it's uh, the 3rd of November 2018, and I just decided to t take the luxury of, um, of spending the whole day in this world. So I've made a lot of developments. Um, what I wanted to share with you to... Oh, by the way, if this is the first time you listen to this show, I am tracking, uh, as I said, my journey through NaNoWriMo. My name is Pilar Orti. I'm not a writer, but I write a lot and I self-publish. You can find all my books at PilarWrites.com. And that's my Twitter handle also, PilarWrites, to say hello. And um, yeah, that's all I'm doing. So NaNoWriMo is a, a National Novel Writing Month where crazy people or people who really want to commit to writing every day and be part of a community and be part of something bigger than themselves, we commit to writing 50,000 words during the month of November. Great fun. The first time I did it, it just showed me that I could get into the habit of writing every day. And since I did that first one, which I think was in 2014, if not 2012, um, it was quite a few years ago. And since I did that, I've never stared at a blank page anymore. It doesn't mean that I've always sat and written wonderfully, but it really just showed me that if you just get into the habit, you write. Then you can edit and then you can change, then you can delete loads, but you write. So if you haven't done it before, I recommend it. Right, so in this podcast, I am sharing what I'm learning. And one of the things I wanted to share with you today, um, if my Trello allows me. And talking of Trello, I am writing, um, I've got a Trello board, sorry, and I'll put the link in the show notes. But if you Google um, learning and podcasting board, you might find it. And there I'm putting all the everything I'm learning about writing. And I'm also recommending the books that I'm enjoying. So, that, but I'm also using it for this podcast. So, I wanted to share today something from the podcast, Writing Excuses. I mentioned yesterday in the episode that I was going to recommend it. So here it is. And it's wonderful. It's about 15 minutes to, to, to 18 minute long episodes where they look at one aspect of writing and they don't go into a lot of depth, but there's four writers talking about it. So, so far, so wonderful, actually. It's entertaining. I love the humor. And yeah, I think it's, I really recommend it if you're learning to write fiction uh, or if you need a little bit of inspiration. So the episode I wanted to share with you um, is about the difference between the obstacle, the antagonist and the villain in a story. So I thought it's really interesting just to know these things because when, when we're stuck, we pull 
from the theory and it might unlock something. And in this case, it helped me. So the obstacle is something that the protagonist has to overcome, but it doesn't really change the story. So it's just something that they have to get over. Um, so I suppose in a roman romance novel, it could be, I don't know, the obstacle to a woman finding love might be that on her way to her date, the bus has a puncture. <laughs> so that's uh that's an obstacle it doesn't really change much uh, although it might have catastrophic events i don't know and okay at the moment i'm not sure i have that many obstacles in my story so i'll just look out for that um an antagonist is a character that actively works against the protagonist's goals So maybe they have conflicting goals, um, but they're not really doing this on purpose to get in the way. It's just that because they're pursuing a goal that conflicts with the uh, main characters, then they're in the way. And I do have an antagonist in my story, and I'm very excited um, at some point to discover <laughs> what she's like. And she's called Susanna, and she has a similar goal, which is... Um, to realize herself in a different part of her life. So the protagonist uh, of my story, Cynthia, she is a mother and that's basically her world. Her children and her husband are her world. And she's at the stage where she wants to start to look for fulfillment outside her family life. But she's convinced that she's fulfilled her potential as a mother and that's all she's got to give society. That's that's her lie. <laughs> Uh, so that that's where Cynthia is, and Susanna, the antagonist, wants to fulfill herself as a woman because she's the op she's almost in the opposite. She's got it well opposite. It's just different. She's uh, fulfilled professionally. She feels like she's done a lot uh, to to uh, further her organization, etc. But she doesn't feel fulfilled as a woman emotionally, and she finds that she actually wants to do this with Trevor who is Cynthia's husband. So th that's the antagonist. And we'll see how much of an antagonist she is and how much of a recognized antagonist she is. Or if this just happens and um, Cynthia is oblivious and just notices the change in travel. I don't know. I don't know where this is going, but I need to plant seeds of doubt, um, things that... Trevor brings to Susanna to bring them closer. So something I do want to explore, and I think it's really interesting in this novel, is superheroes at some point lie to their loved ones and they um, they keep their identity secret as superheroes. And I think that this is quite interesting because, um, so, uh, sorry, <laughs> I'm mixing them now, Cynthia, the protagonist, and her husband, Trevor, have a really good relationship. And when Cynthia first discovers she has a superpower, she's she's got a real dilemma of how much she wants to share with Trevor. And she doesn't share anything for most of the story. And this causes a tension with Trevor. And this is something that I think he then brings him closer to Susanna. Anyway, so that's why I wanted this antagonist. So we've done the obstacle, we've done the antagonist, and then the villain, which actually has an agenda they are driving forward on their own. So they're really actively, um, they're actively evil, I think is what the podcasters, uh, the writers in the podcast said. And of course, the more real they are, the better, the, the, the more, the, the less cliche they are. And the more that actually, I think, The reader has a chance to get to understand them because I think that's what's interesting about evil people is that they've got their own truth. And a lot of the time, if they're good villains, 
they and, 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 and real villains actually in real life, they think what they're doing is right. No one is wanting to be evil, but it's only that what they think is right and what um, the majority of people think is right is different. And they're in, in their quest for doing what's right, there are consequences. So I think that's fascinating. Um, one of my, uh, uh, something else, sorry, around the villain, which I think is quite interesting, let me just, is um, something I got from uh, a blog called Superhero Nation, which is that the villains, um, it's good if the villain is linked to the protagonist in some way. And I've made my villain discover her superpowers in the same way as my protagonist, only things don't turn out that well for her. So that, that there's that link. And I think it's really interesting to, I came across that uh, idea of the link. And I thought, actually, that, yes, that always happens. Okay, how are they linked? And that started to give me the villain's backstory, actually. So, um, yeah, one other thing that I found interesting in the writing excuses episode was that one of the writers suggested that their villains are always, or, or in a particular novel, the villain was ahead of the protagonist. So I, I like that. And I'm going to leave it up to you to decide what being ahead of the protagonist means. Uh, just, just, yeah, it could be a diff whole different range of things. So I'll, I'll just leave that one with you. So that's, um, yeah, that's the piece of uh, writing theory that I wanted to share with you today. And then let's see what else have I got. Um, yes, I, I was saying I've made public the Trello board that I'm working on. So please feel free to look at it, uh, comment on it. Well, I don't think you can comment there, but let me know if you do, if you do uh, have a look. What I'm wanting to do is to build it um, And then maybe I'll have uh, the basis for a book on writing. There's loads of books on writing, and I just I just like to share what I'm what I'm uh, collecting from all sorts of places. Um, and what I did today, so I'm going to go now on to where I'm at with my story. So I wrote the scene in the ordinary world because this is something I hadn't really thought a lot about. Uh, is it was how am I going to show? what world my character is stuck in. And I did this mainly through dialogue with her husband. And you really saw that um, she's at a point where her children are now in nursery and school. So the husband is saying to her, look, uh, it's not it's not a very short dialogue. Um, and, and you have it's all very short and, and you have to, to read between the lines. Um, he's basically saying, right, are you ready to go back and into doing something for yourself? And she's basically like, no, it's okay. Uh, she's scared, you know. Um, well, I'll leave you to decide why she says no. I think that's quite interesting just to let the reader project onto her why she doesn't want to go back. And... Um, Yeah, but but the more important thing is that is the lie, the, the fact that he says, "Do you have anything to report about today?" That's what they say to each other, and she says, "No," and she has. She's she it's she'd had the first bit of discovering that she could do something amazing, which is suspend objects in the air, but she decides not to say anything. And then what I've also written today, because I've caught up with the word count, I uh, I wrote the bit where she actually stops a car. <laughs> she stops a car um, so I, I don't know whether it's working well or not but I think it's, it's quite interesting and then I um, uh, a problem was I couldn't have people oh yeah so I had a, a problem uh, to that um, in the scene that took me to the inciting incident to the moment where she re has this um, where she stops the car <laughs> and it's that 
I, I didn't want to have lots of people seeing this. So basically what happens is her kid runs out of the shop, the sweet shop. He's all excited. He slips on some, um, sorry, comes out of the shop, bumps into a lady on the phone. His uh, sweets roll onto the road and he goes to get them. He slips because it's autumn. I've already introduced this. Um, he slips on some leaves on the ground and basically falls in front of a car that is going way too fast. And that's another little story. What happens is that uh, the mother, she gasps, and as she gasps, she basically uh, stops the car. And I didn't want to have lots of people seeing this because this is something that, that I don't want anyone to talk about. So I needed to have the shop empty <laughs> before that because what I did want is the shopkeeper to witness this because the shopkeeper has her own story that is important. It's, it, she becomes the mentor eventually. So she needed to witness this. So... I had the Cynthia with her kids in the shop and there were lots of people in the shop. It's a Friday afternoon, lots of people go there and I just needed time to pass. So I just introduced a couple of her friends, <laughs> uh, a couple uh, who are the only ones who actually had gone to university with Cynthia and Trevor and they were very close. But then as um, Cynthia had her first kid and she had depression, she had postnatal depression afterwards and stuff. So they'd cut contact. So they've just come back from a super, um, super trip to Asia where they've been for six months and stuff. So I just got them. They, they don't talk for long, but they basically hold Cynthia there for about 10, 15 minutes while the shop just is coming. It's coming to the end of the day and it's closing down. So I don't know. I don't know how uh, that uh, worked, but I was able to drip feed some bits of the backstory, mainly that uh, Cynthia had been very unhappy. So there you go. All right. Oh, I've just noticed that uh, up to now, all my episodes have been eight minutes long and today it's about 14 so I better get going so yes uh, thank you very much for listening I hope this was of some interest my name is Pilar Orti and you can find everything about it in um, everything about it everything about me on PilarWrites.com and if you're interested in finding out about my adventures as a voiceover artist which is what I do with half of my professional uh, world I will tell you about my other half of my professional career at some point, you can read my memoir. Hi, I'm here for our recording. So yeah, Pilar writes on Twitter, do say hello. Happy writing.